Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 2020 election cycle is not just about electing the next president of the United States. Clearly, if you look in the streets, it's become a civil war. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. So, sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Fireworks on the streets of New York City. The Big Apple. Right in the middle. On the first day of summer. First night of summer. I'm looking at this video of these maniacs. I can't tell the color of their skin. I don't care the color of their skin. But they have taken over at least one street, maybe multiple streets in the Big Apple. And they're firing fireworks. Not just one or two and not just for fun. They're firing them at things and people. They're, they're holding some sort of device in their hand, like we used to do. When we were kids, you know, just maniac kids trying to have some fun, we'd take a bottle rocket and we would uh, cut off the end of a ski pole and drill a little hole in it. Yeah, that was a little bit sophisticated, right? <laughs> so we would have a ski pole that would be a bottle rocket launcher. And we'd have fun. We might fire at each other. And, of course, our, our parents would say, Hey, that's going to put your eye out. Never did, of course. Um, we almost blew our fingers off. But the point is, we were just having some fun. A couple of kids, right? A couple of bottle rockets. This looks like Iraq. This looks like the liberation of Iraq. Circa, what? The 1990s. In the streets of New York. This is anarchy. This is what anarchy looks like. You can blame it on Bill de Blasio all you want, fine, and his rotten leadership. You can blame it on Andrew Cuomo and his rotten leadership, fine. But in the end, this is a behavioral problem. And it defines the moment in which we live right now. And to me, it's becoming more and more dire. And obviously the choice for the 2020 election is becoming more and more stark. Do we want fireworks going off in the middle of the streets of New York constantly? Because these people don't look like they're being abated. There's not a cop in sight. Do we want this going on, this kind of behavior? Or do we want a civil society? You know, kind of like what the framers of the Constitution originally set up? Hello, everyone. I'm Graham Ledger, and this of course, is the Ledger Report. It seems to me that what we are looking at right now in the United States, both from a a constitutional 
and governmental perspective, along with a civil society perspective, is really a battle for the heart and soul of the future of this republic. And right now, I have to be brutally honest. I love to be an optimist, and I am optimistic most of the time. But we're losing the battle. We're losing our culture. We are losing our country. This is not just pulling a lever for Joe Biden or Donald Trump. This is pulling a lever for whether we're going to have rioting in the streets, whether we're going to have mayhem, arson, looting, people screaming at each other for no reason, people fighting with each other, people being cold-cocked on video and then placed up there on social media for everybody to see and comment on. This is, this is crazy. This is, you're witnessing the destruction of a civil society. And so we are, we are watching the choice, the stark choice, play out before our eyes. The thing that, that scares me most is the tearing down of history. And I grew up in San Francisco. And back when I grew up in the Stone Age, it was kind of a metamorphosis time. It was right on the cusp, if you will, and then through the Haight-Ashbury and, and free love in the 1960s and into the 1970s. This city, though, has been always been steeped in history. We always cared about our history, whether it was Columbus or Sir Francis Drake or Father Juniper Serra. In fact, there are at least two or three boulevards in San Francisco called Juniper Serra Boulevard. I'm sure they are now slated to be changed to Obama Boulevard in the very near future. Because what we are witnessing now in San Francisco, where they toppled, and really it made me sick, it, it made my stomach turn. They toppled a statue of Father Juniper Serra holding a cross in his right hand. And this thing goes down, they pull it down, not unlike what we saw them do in Iraq to Saddam Hussein. The only problem is Father Juniper Serra was a man of the cloth. Father Juniper Serra spread love. Father Juniper Serra spread Christianity into, quote, the new world. He was not even close to a madman murderer like Saddam Hussein, yet we're, they are treating him like a madman murderer. He did more good to soon to be the United States than anyone could ever measure by establishing these missions, these early missions, and then it continued on without Father Sarah, these early missions along the West Coast, in particular, California. Imagine a world without Christianity. Think about that. Imagine a world without Father Juniper Sarah. What would it have looked like? What would it have looked like if during the Crusade era, which is being taught wrong in our schools, of course, right? They teach it, oh, this was a time where the Catholic Church was trying to spread and impose Christianity among 
all kinds of bucolic people around the globe. That's not what transpired. What transpired was there was only one entity on the planet that had the money, the resources, the people, and the power to beat back what was an all-out attack by the Muslims, a.k.a. Islam, at that time. No other country, no other entity, no other organization could do what the Catholic Church was able to do back then, and that is beat back these people who were trying to impose radical Islam on hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. That's what the Crusades were all about. They weren't trying to spread Christianity throughout the region in Europe and, and, and east of Europe. They were beating back the Muslim invasion. So let's say that didn't happen. Let's say Christianity just held up in uh, somewhere in Italy, in the Vatican or whatever, just kind of stuck to its borders, didn't beat back Islam, didn't try and settle in the, in the new country, what would have happened? Well, there's a very good chance that these descendants of, Muslim, of, of Muhammad may have settled in California instead. Now imagine, imagine what society would be like in California without Christianity, without Father Sarah, without the Judeo, what we now call the Judeo-Christian foundation of this republic. These heathens who are pulling down statues of Father Unipra Sarah and, and other folks who helped found what we now call the United States of America, like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, they don't know their history. They're not being taught their history. They're not being taught the truth. And the truth of the matter is, this country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. The Declaration of Independence is based on, effectively, the tenets of the Bible. But see, they don't teach that in schools in California. So instead, they teach that Father Unipra made slaves out of the bucolic Indians. And he was an evil guy who spread germs and, and killed them. And if, if he didn't kill them by germs, he killed them by the sword. That's what they teach him in California. They don't teach about the founding of this republic, that it was founded on Judeo-Christian values. Because if they did, it would corrupt their effort to impose their radical ideology on these new generations of Americans. So what is righteous and good and wonderful as part of a foundation of the greatest republic and the greatest country on the, on the face of the earth that's ever existed, what is good is now bad. And that's what is taught in our schools today. And that is why you see these maniacs, among other things, and among other reasons, pulling down a statue of Father Unipra Sarah. That's why you see them pulling down statues in Washington, D.C. And I got to tell you something. That also made my stomach turn. How in the hell does that happen within a few hundred yards of the White House? And I would have to say, in this case, I know it's the District of Columbia, 
And it's kind of an odd animal. And it has a mayor, and it's not a state. It is a state. It is funded by the federal government. It's not funded by the federal government, whatever. The bottom line is, adults have to step in there, in my opinion. I don't know how they pulled down the Father Nipper Sarah. That statue, if I remember right, uh, is in a probably in a, some kind of... Um, I can't remember where it's situated or where it was situated in San Francisco. But it certainly is not going to be guarded in San Francisco. But come on, D.C. You know the White House, among other areas in Washington, D.C., are targets right now. How does this happen? How do our monuments get ripped down like this? Well, I'll tell you how. It's what I just said. Ignorance. And, of course, it pepper in a radical element that... You could call Antifa or Black Lives Matter or whatever. It doesn't matter. The names don't matter. What matters is they're anti-constitutional. And so this is the choice. This is the setup of the choice, right? It's very, unfortunately, black and white. Which direction do we want to go? Joe Biden gets elected? Look out. Because I would imagine if Joe Biden gets in the White House, you're also going to see potentially a majority of the United States Senate. The two don't necessarily go hand in glove. But if there are enough votes for Biden, there's probably enough votes to have the Democrats take three seats in the Senate, don't you think? And so then they would have the trifecta again, just like Barack Obama had in 2009 and 2010. And what did we get from that? A lot of anarchy, a lot of constitutional anarchy, including Obamacare, which we're still dealing with right now. But the bottom line is, if we don't take back the school system, If we don't infuse the United States Constitution and the truth in our schools, we're going to continue to see this. This isn't just an election. This is a civil war. Now look at what's going on outside of the rallies for Donald Trump, the Tulsa rally in particular, targeted by these maniacs. These are peaceful Americans who just want to enjoy the President of the United States at a campaign rally. And don't get me started about the Wuhan coronavirus nonsense. This is something that's now well documented for anybody who has a brain. Anybody who wants to do just a modicum of research knows now that the mortality rate for the Wuhan coronavirus for the vast majority of the American people is no more than the seasonal flu, period, end of story. And it's only going to go down as we test more and we get more positive cases. This is the thing. They keep talking about the so-called spike in the Wuhan coronavirus. All right, let's let's grant them that, that there's some sort of spike. Okay, there's a spike in cases people aren't dying, right? So it's driving the mortality rate further and further and further down. But these mandates continue. And you see Pritzker, and you see Whitman, and you see... Cuomo acting like he's easing up, but he's really not. You have Murphy over there right next door doing a lot of economic damage, continued economic damage. And you see Newsom. Newsom in California now mandating, I use air quotes, mandating masks for everybody in the once golden state. How do you do that? How do you enforce that? That's number one. Number two, we've had oodles of research that state over and over and over again that wearing a mask does nothing, absolutely zero, to mitigate the spread of any virus, including the Wuhan coronavirus in particular, because these microbes 
these aerosol microbes that are put into the air when somebody sneezes or coughs are so small that they can permeate a mask. So they can permeate when they sne- somebody sneezes into a mask, coughs into a mask. But the other thing is, just common sense, you wear a mask all day, think about the germs. Think about all the germs that are on that mask, both from you and from the outside air, the aerosol around you when somebody sneezes. So after a few hours of wearing, it doesn't even have to be eight hours of wearing a mask. Think about it. Just think about it from a common sense perspective. You wear a mask for a couple of hours. That mask is now, quote, loaded, loaded with germs. And what do people do while they wear a mask? Well, they touch it. They adjust it. I see people adjusting the bridge of their nose all the time. Or they're, they're reaching up around their mouth. So they're touching this loaded mask, and then they're spreading the germs. <laughs> and of course, when they take the mask off, they stick it where? I don't know. I've seen people have it hanging from their rearview mirrors. I've seen people have hanging from their ear. So the germs are now dripping down from their ear. I've seen people just put the mask on a table at, at, uh, at a restaurant. Seen people put a mask all over the place because it's antithetical to who we are as American citizens. We don't want that mask. And so people tend to not really care about it. You know, it's not exactly like wearing a wedding ring that you want to wear proudly, right? Most people hopefully want to wear that proudly. People want to shed this mask. And so we have Newsom now among the uneducated masses in California. Although I will say that I'm seeing more and more and more pushback. I don't know if they're liberal or conservative in California. Odds are they're liberal, right? But more and more pushback to these unconstitutional edicts from the guy who runs the once golden state. And that's a good thing. It's a good sign. But overall, overall, I have pretty much decided that The people of California are idiots. And I'm not saying everybody, obviously, in California is an idiot. But the majority is an idiot because how else could we be getting what we're getting out of California? A systemic, uh, anti-constitutional state, starting with being a sanctuary, which is uh, everything the Constitution isn't. It is an attack on the United States Constitution. It nullifies the United States Constitution, but that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? So you have Newsom crushing his economy along with these other blue state governors, and this was done for a reason. And the the single reason is to hammer the economy overall. They control one-third of gross domestic product. They, being the blue state governors, control one-third of the gross domestic product in this country, all told. And so if you shut down one-third of gross domestic product or you create tumult and market dislocation, which clearly has taken place, and massive unemployment, uh, you're doing a lot of damage to the overall economy. And there is no V-shaped recovery from this, not when Pritzker has his well-shined shoe on the throat of the economy of the land of Lincoln. It's not going to happen. We have to be real about this. But this was and is the goal. And that is to hammer the United States economy in order to hammer the re-election chances of Donald Trump. Started, this year has been incredible if you think about it. Mueller, you know, we had the remnants of Mueller kind of late 2019, but they segued right into impeachment, right? So we had impeachment, 
Then we had the government response to COVID-19, an incredible, an incredible conspiracy among Democrats to shut down the economy. What is Donald Trump's Achilles heel? Well, the economy. Why? Because Donald Trump has presided over one of the greatest economic booms in United States history. So if you can take that away, if you can jeopardize that as a re-election tool, then you harm, you harm politically Donald Trump. And some people might say, you're crazy. There's no way that the Democrats would harm people's lives and wipe out businesses and force tens of millions of people into unemployment. You want to bet? Think about in this entire dynamic, who's not really affected? Who's, who, who got a three-month vacation more than anybody during this entire Wuhan coronavirus episode in the government response? Who got a three-month paid vacation? Government workers. California, DMV. I think it's still shut down. Why? Because they're worried about the spread of the Wuhan coronavirus? No. This is a, this is a nice little vacation for union workers. Meantime, we have people at Costco who are cleaning the gas station pumps like within 10 seconds after I touch them. Yet, we can't have DMV workers handing out new license plates and driver's licenses? That makes no sense. And they're still getting paid. So you have COVID, the government response, and you have the rioting. And this... Yeah, they were just looking for an excuse. I'm sorry, George Floyd should not have been killed that way. He is was a criminal with a long rap sheet, a violent criminal. Didn't deserve to die. But we didn't deserve the riots either. And we didn't deserve the looting. And we didn't deserve all these weeks of mayhem. And we don't deserve the fireworks in the streets of New York when it's not 4th of July. So, how do you turn this around? Well, one election is not going to do it. Even if Donald Trump is elected president of the United States, we've got to make structural changes to this country. And there are multiple areas that we've got to make structural changes. It's good to have a, a pro-Constitution president. I pray to God that Donald Trump is reelected in November of 2020. But if we don't make... Structural changes, in particular, and most importantly, to our education process. And teach about the Judeo-Christian foundation of this country. And teach about the United States Constitution. And teach the truth, the good. Nobody's perfect, but Father Unipracera did not deserve to be toppled that way. We have got to get back to the fundamentals of teaching the United States Constitution and the principles of the foundation of this republic and that George Washington was the greatest president in our history and one of the great members of the human race and that Christopher Columbus did not slaughter Indians if they died at all, it was because of diseases, yes, that were brought from the New World, but that's not done by design, is it? That's unfortunately what happens when cultures collide. Viruses spread, right? Just like China 
spread its virus to the United States of America. These are the things we need to teach. Just common sense. Common sense is not being taught anymore either. Common sense has been replaced by a radical ideology. The United States Constitution has been replaced by a radical ideology. And so this is the choice. This is the stark choice for the election cycle of 2020. I pray to God the American people make the right choice. And I pray to God there are enough Americans who still care about the Constitution and still care about teaching the next generations about the truth and the goodness of our founding documents. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives of the Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember,